Hello, everybody, and welcome to another podcast of the Catholic Talk Show. Today's topic is what does the Catholic Church teach about angels? All right, yeah. We're going to talk about all the archangels. We're going to talk about the orders of the angels. We're going to talk about the human hybrid of angels in the Bible descended from the angels. And we're going to talk about the fallen angels. What greater city to do this in than Los Angeles, Los Angeles, right? The the city of the angels. And we got St. Michael, the archangel, <laughs> baby. Let's do this. Here we are with Ryan Scheel and Father Rich Pagano. Another episode. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. What's Very up, excited about talking about the angels today. You better be. Oh, of course I you am. You better be. Yeah, Father Rich is wearing his Catholic cock show hoodie to hide his angel wings. Hey, he's flying. I might, yeah, I might break out of this hoodie and Get there. show my wings. Get there, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to see if you had any more comments about that. No, no, I think that that spoke for itself. Very much so. And for the people who are just listening, Father Rich was doing a very animated, although it kind of looked like a dying fish, but him yeah. trying to really? flap angel wings, it wasn't that great. Well, you just, you can't see my, my wingtips here. I'm trying it. All right. All right. Okay. Sorry. He's going to break his shoulder. Blade like that. <laughs> He's like, ah, do my rotator cuff. He's a chiropractor. <laughs> So yeah, we're talking all about what the Catholic Church teaches about angels. Uh, angels are a spiritual reality and a real part of Christianity. Um, from the Old Testament all the way through the New Testament, there is countless mentions of angels, and the way that angels interact in our life is something that's very important to our faith. I bet. Mm-hmm. I named my uh, my son. Uh, I just just had a baby, and his name is Raphael. Yeah. Raphael Ambergino. Mm. Raphael Gino. It's mm -hmm. a good name. Good genes. We're going to talk about St. Raphael. So what actually is an angel? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a pure spirit. Pure spirit. Mm -hmm. All will. And angelos, the word means messenger. So that they bear a certain message or like we think of the angel of the Lord declared unto Mary that they're entrusted with a form of declaration that, uh, that is very, very important for us to receive. And they have charisms, right? There's like the order of angels, the hierarchy There's of angels. There's a hierarchy of angels. Yeah. St. Thomas Aquinas really developed that angelology, if you will, um, in, in a profound way. Profound way. Now, the Catechism of the Catholic Church, number 329, says this about angels, and it's quoting St. Augustine, right? And it says, angel is the name of their office, not of their nature. If you seek the name of their nature, it is spirit. If you seek the name of their office, it is angel. From what they are, spirit. From what they do, angel. With their whole beings, the angels are servants and messengers of God, because they are always behold the face of my Father who is in heaven. Mm. They are the mighty ones who do his word, hearkening to the voice of his word. Mm. Ever responsive before the face of God 
ever responsive before his word. You know, that that sense that God is logos, you know, in the sense of the creative word of God. So their service is oriented in that relationship. Mm-hmm. So I think that, well, in scripture, there's only three angels mentioned specifically. Can you name them? Raphael, Michael. And Gabriele. And Gabriel. Yep. They are the three named archangels. Now, in scripture, though, they're in the book of Tobit, they say there are seven archangels. We only have three names of them specifically in canon, in the canon. So there's St. Michael. Yep. Defend us in battle. Now he is the chief of the archangels. Now, St. Michael, what do you know what his name means? means Michael. Who is like God? Mm-hmm. Okay. Michael. So, you know, you'll see a lot of the angels' names, they end in L which is the God. God. Yep. Yeah. Michael, Gabriel, Raphael, Raphael Uriel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to talk about that too. Lucifer. No. No. See, that's where he fell. Yeah. He would have been Lucifer L. Yeah. That just didn't sound but Lucifer right. in the original <laughs> Hebrew was Hallel. Mm-hmm. Hallel. Yeah. So anyway, St. Michael, he was, he is the chief of the archangels. He's mentioned four times in scripture, in, in Daniel, twice, in the epistle of Jude, and also in Revelations 12, 7, where it shows him in a great battle with Satan uh, and as basically leading the forces of God's army. Hmm. So how many angels are there? There's thousands of them, right? They're, they're un, uncountable. Yeah. yeah. The yeah, host of heaven. Yeah. So it's literally, you can't even count. Yeah, and a third of them fell, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna, and we're going to get into that. So... Yeah. According to Christian teaching in scripture, uh, St. Michael, the archangel, has four offices or four jobs. To fight Satan, to rescue the souls of the faithful from the power of the enemy, especially at the hour of death, to be the champion of God's people, the Jews in the Old Law, the Christians in the New Testament, and the patron of the church and of the orders of knights during the Middle Ages, and to call away from earth and bring men's souls to judgment. He's, he's, he's pretty busy. Yeah, yeah he's got That's, a job. He's pretty important. Oh, I love St. Michael, man. Quite the resume. Oh, yeah. I, I'm just thinking, too, with, with those responsibilities, especially, you know, saving people at the hour of death. Yeah. You know, I have in my bedroom on top of my dresser, I have a statue, a bronze statue of St. Michael. And right underneath it, I have this stone placard that says thanks on it, which is another another story that I, re- I received this placard in Medjugorje prayerfully and on top of Cross Mountain. But, you know, I have that there in response. So, you know, like I'm thinking now, I never made the connection until right now. Like, thank you, St. Michael, because, oh my yeah. gosh, do I need that? I need that. I think of the Blessed Mother praying for us at the hour of death. And being there with your dad at his hour yeah. of death, you know, and that was and, beautiful. Uh, oh, man. I thought about that when he mentioned that. I really? was like, wow, you know, so, uh, thank you, St. Michael. Yeah, man. You know, yeah. It's a beautiful death. Now, St. Basil, one of the, you know, the Greek fathers, they say that he is the, the chief of all angels and he's the archangel because he's the prince of all angels. Now, others say he was the prince of the seraphim, which is the highest, the nine angelic orders. But Aquinas said that he was actually the prince of, of the lowest order of angels. And that the reason he is able to be, defeat Satan, who is the prince of the highest order of angels, was because he carried with him the name of Christ. 
And oh, because no. of that, the, the prince of the lowest order of angels was easily able to defeat the prince, the fallen prince of the highest order of angels. Wow. There's a battle in the sky, boys, a spiritual battle that you couldn't see, but that's pretty crazy, isn't it? That is. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. It's angelic battles, too. You know, there's been some movies that have kind of drawn or kind of poked at the attempt of these types of realities, but there needs to be like an epic, epic film of like Lord of the Rings, you know, angelic. caliber, Game of Thrones caliber. <clears throat> Just battle of good and evil and angelic powers. Yeah, and it's um like uh, Saint Paul says, it's like you know we we don't we don't fight people, we we fight principalities. Yeah, and these principalities are the ushering through these these spiritual beings and the the power that they have over humanity to do good or to tempt and to draw away from um you know the movement of God in our lives and his plan for our, you know, being with him forever. Like those age old cartoons of the angel on one shoulder and the demon on the other, the devil on the other. It's, it's not far fetched when we think about the invisible reality of those same propositions and, you know, the provocation of, of thought, you know, when we look at it from the perspective of St. Ignatius of Loyola, angels appeal to the intellect. So that is where it's conceived, the movement toward the good or the concupiscent movement toward the flesh and what is selfish or narcissistic or mm -hmm. sinful. So these provocations, they come through thought. And sometimes we overly assign them to ourselves. So this is what I thought right. of, or maybe I, I feel guilty because I thought of this or father, you know, like I, I think these terrible things during mass sometimes, or I have this type of uh, idea that pops into my head. Well, you know, you don't want to overly assign that to yourself right off the bat. Right. You know, you need to evaluate, well, maybe this is an angel, or maybe this is a demon that's provoking these thoughts. And it's only by way of entertaining the thoughts where it can become either sinful or the possibility of doing something very, very good. Yeah, and these very powerful spiritual beings in that moment are literally at war with one another oh, over yeah. your soul. Mm -hmm. you know? So now another one of the archangels is Gabriel. Now he's mentioned in scripture four times, twice in Daniel again. Uh, he foretells Zachary the foretells to Zachary the birth of St. John the Baptist and at the Annunciation. Annunciation. Mm -hmm. Now, if you look at our, our logo, our branding for the Catholic talk show, that's that's St. Gabriel. And he's got yeah. these headphones on. Yeah. I love that image. Yeah, yeah we got to pay royalties to him. <laughs> but, you know, as, as someone who announces, as the angel who announces God's will, I, we thought that was a really fitting uh, patronage to take on for ourselves. True credit to Howard Trant. Yeah. Howie, Howie, Wowie. Howie, Wowie. I, every time I talk to him, I call him Howie, Howie, Wowie now. Yeah. Such a great nickname. So, and another thing is that it's not mentioned specifically by name, but tradition also says that he was the angel who appeared to St. Joseph mm -hmm. and the angel who appeared to the shepherds. Uh, you know, on, yeah, on, uh, um, Nativity. The nativity. And also he was the angel who ministered to Christ in the Gethsemane. garden. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was, in scripture, it says he was ministered to by the angels. Right. But tradition says specifically Gabriel. But scripture says angels. Yes. Plural. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember, do you remember the song? This is like my favorite, my favorite Advent hymn. 
The angel Gabriel from heaven came, his wings as drifted snow, his eyes as flame. From God all hail the angel said to Mary, most highly favored lady, Gloria. Dude, I love that. I know. But that. you know, like that, you've never heard that before? It's good. Oh yeah. man, it's so yeah. good. The angel Gabriel from heaven came, his wings as drifted snow. What, what a beautiful image. And his eyes as flame. Yeah. You know, like a flamed with the love of God, a flamed in service of God. You know, that fire in the eye of a preacher, the fire in the eye of, of a, a great witness, a man or woman that's giving their life to, to Christ. You see that flame in people's eyes, but it, they're perfectly always established in the eyes of the angels because they are creatures outside of time. They are pure spirits and they are purely constantly animated with, with the good that we're talking about the good people like St. Gabriel. Yeah. Right. But you know, we have the potential for that right now. I mean, if you're watching us, we've been doing this for a long time. It's nighttime. So our eyes are looking a little droopy. Yeah. <laughs> but we got to get that fire. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm feeling the fire mm-hmm. because I love talking about the angels and, and reflecting and meditating on the fact that they're among us right now, especially yeah. in Los Angeles. And you actually have an angel guarding you. Yeah, I mean, guarding it's a, Angel yeah, too. You know, we're getting into that too. Yeah. So now Gabriel, do you know what his name means? Gabriel. The power of power God. Power of God. That's so right. most of the angels, their well, their names don't, they're not a proper name. It's not like Rich or, you know, Lyle, right? Like, <laughs> hey, I'm the angel Lyle. <laughs> it's not like that. Their name is who they are, what they what their job is. Michael is who is like God, and that's a battle cry. That's the battle cry, fighting Satan. You are not like God. No one is like God, right? Gabriel, he is the power, you know, power of God being relayed. Now, the third archangel that we have by name is Raphael, which means God has healed. Mm -hmm. Now, you know where he's from, right? The Book of Tobit. The Book of Tobit. Weird, weird book. Yeah, I love that book, though. That's actually one of my favorite reading, you know, the readings when you reflect on what you're going to, you know, have for your wedding. Marriage. Yeah, marriage is is really, really cool. Yeah, but, like, Raphael is under disguise as a traveler and a bird you know, poops in Tobias's eye and blinds him. And then he had fish scales and it's, it's strange stuff. You know, it's pretty, it's pretty good. (laughs) Now tradition also says that Raphael was the angel who in John five at the pool of uh, Bethesda, uh, where there is an angel moving the water that he was that angel because it was that healing water and Mm. that pool was for healing. So now those are the three, but it says, in Tobit, we are the seven who stand before God. So that there's clearly seven archangels. Mm-hmm. We only know three of their names. But tradition, now in the East, there is a fourth one by name. Uriel. 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 Which means the fire of God. Mm-hmm. So in the East. Where do the, they get him from? Just pull him out of the air and just Well, no, he or? was in some of the apocryphal, apocryphal works that were in the Vulgate. They were okay. never part of canon, but they were always packaged with the Vulgate. So it was considered, you know, as close as you can get. You couldn't get the Vulgate without the book of Esdras and things like that. And he's in there. He was mentioned by Gregory the Great. He's mentioned by church fathers. And mm-hmm. he's identified with the angel with the flaming sword who stood at the gates of the Garden of Eden mm-hmm. to tell Adam to, you know, GTFO. Yeah. 
Um, That's an acronym yeah. for. Uh, Never mind. Let's yeah. just. Okay. <laughs> Real quick, interesting fact. We're in Los Angeles, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, do you know what the name means? The Los Angeles. Yeah. But it was actually called something That's else. That's actually the, a very short version yeah. of it. Los Angeles, LA actually has the longest proper city oh, name of right. any city in the United yeah. States. Yeah. And you know what it is? Give it to us. El Pueblo de Nuestra Señora La Reina de Los Angeles del Rio Porcinculia. That's that's the name. Of the Sisters of Guadalupe. <laughs> <laughs> it means I have the married the heart town. and the flame of God's love. <laughs> So it means the town of Our Lady, Queen of the Angels of the River Porcincula, mm. which means the little portion. Yeah, yeah. the little portion. The Franciscans. Oh, that was a lot. Yeah. L.A. And I know we give you a hard time for pronunciation, but that was a, you did a pretty good job on that. Spanish I'm okay with. Yeah, it's was, the Italian names that, because I want to. The romance languages are very similar. Well, Spanish I, I get, but Italian, it's. There's well, a, the bruzzizus and the z's and stuff, and I miss those. So Abruzzo, yeah, the Bruciano, the Bruciano. <laughs> why, why are you hanging out with these that's, Italians, that's man? Because it's my job. I, this is your purgatory. This is this is my burden. This is my cross <laughs> to carry Italians around with me everywhere I go. <laughs> oh, we're your two angels. Uh, you know, speaking of everywhere you go, now this is something. Now the Catholic talk show we've been going for a while, and I think we're we're doing pretty good here, and. Um, and we're enjoying it, and we hope you're enjoying, enjoying it too. No, you want to you hear an interesting fact? Yeah, of course. Do you know how far and wide the Catholic talk show has gotten at this point? How far? We have, have, we have had listeners in over 160 countries. What? Cool. Do you know how many countries are there in the world? 195. Uh, We've been in almost every country in the world with the Catholic talk show. Well, we need to market to Wait. those remaining countries. Do you know which one of the countries we have not been listened to in is? Mm. Zimbabwe. No, we've been listening to it in Zimbabwe. Really? Absolutely. Of course. <laughs> Come on. Dude. <laughs> You're so stupid, Father Rich. Father Rich. Dude, we're huge in Zimbabwe. Wait, did you, you just said, I'm just doing math here. You said there's Are a, they all wearing the Catholic talk show sweatshirts? Yeah. Really? No, we have not had a listener from Vatican City yet. <gasps> hurt. What? I'm, I'm going to send that to my buddy, Don but that's Charlie. But that's where the biggest crime rate is. So yeah. I mean, yeah, this, I mean you've had listeners from- <laughs> They're not going to want to listen to yeah. this. Kuwait and Papua New Guinea and Myanmar and Oman and Bahrain and Cameroon and Zimbabwe and Tanzania and Vietnam and Norway, Thailand, Switzerland, Denmark, Romania. Good morning, Uganda, Slovenia. Good Japan. morning, Vietnam. <laughs> Everywhere. Dude, my mind is totally blown. Why haven't you shared these? You just, you wait till we go on air yeah, because you just shock. shock. Yeah, you totally want my shock value all the time. Yeah. So, you know, we're getting there. That's we're getting awesome. out there a little bit. Praise God, dude. Yeah, That's Thank awesome. you guys if you're sharing it and everything. Well, yeah. we love you guys, Shout out man. to Zimbabwe. Yeah, dude. This yeah. is a, the fellowship of our faith. I love That's it. That's right. Catholic talk show. Thank so, you. So, yeah, that's so it's pretty cool. That is very cool. So we talked about the three archangels um, and potentially the fourth beetle archangel, Uriel. And there's traditions for the other names, but they're so apocryphal, I didn't think they were really worth talking about, you know. You just did. Well, I didn't mention the other three by name. <laughs> but Uriel, you still talked about them. <laughs> I didn't mention them by name, dude. It just depends on how Ryan, you... Ryan, we, yeah. we are really testing your intelligence. Yeah. So you're yeah. on the chopping block and the Inquisition you, is name them all. No. You talked about them. Because you shouldn't name... You should not name spiritual beings if you do not know their names definitively. Wow. That's a rule he just came up with. No, it's not. Like, are you supposed to name... 
Like there's the tradition where you name your guardian angel. That's no bueno. You don't do that. Mine's yeah, name I, is I Harry. I was never into it. But <laughs> Harry <I> Laddie. <laughs> Harry Laddie. <laughs> so you had an apparition of your angel when you were younger and it was a really, it was like I Sasquatch. Just, I just named him. He's been so good to me. Harry. Harry? <laughs> Harry Laddie. Like Harry. Like yeah, he was really Harry. Harry Laddie. No, he's a spiritual being, dude. He doesn't have He didn't hair. have hair? No, oh, come on. Well, Harry don't Larry. be talking about Harry like hey, that. Don't be talking about my Harry <laughs> angel. Uh, talking about descriptions and what they look like, Harry or not. <laughs> what When you think of an angel, what comes to your mind? What do you think angels look like? Well, thinking of guardian angel, I have this guardian angel that was entrusted to me from my baptism. I don't even know who gave it to me, actually. I need to ask my mother that. But this thing has been through hell. <laughs> And it's this like little boy. My nose is all like chopped off and like busted up. And the angel's wing is like barely hanging on there. It's a perfect description of my journeys thus far. That's but, traumatic. Oh, dude. So, but I have it like very prominently right next to my bed. So when I think of, of angels, I, I think of light. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And I, fire. I truly think of light, fire. Um, because darkness cannot overcome it and and it's even that was inspiring <laughs> darkness can't overcome light man yeah yeah man deep. Yeah. wow feast your eyes ear holes on ear this holes on that man <laughs> that's theology chew on that yeah. put that in your theology pipe and smoke it <laughs> yeah but no, I, I I don't think of them as uh, you know phys, you know physiological creatures or or a corporeal reality. I think of them as spirit and the, their presence. You know, being aware spiritually of their presence, just like I'm very very aware of the spiritual presence of evil mm. in my life as well. But I I would rather be more spiritually attuned to the ever quiet and steadfast voice of the angelic voices that are calling me to the greater virtue and greater good uh, before me every day. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I don't think of them as, as uh, you know, I, I think of, you know, people or, you know. So I, I would say most people think of angels as beautiful human-like creatures with wings and white flowing robes and glowing in a halo or they think of little chubby babies floating around with you know arrows Aww. little cherubs right uh and, and whenever you see a depiction of angels in art it's usually one of those two forms yeah but it's not so simple it's not quite that now whenever you see somebody in in the bible encounter an angel what is, what's their first reaction they are in fear they're terrified mm -hmm. yeah because angels are a terrifying in the proper sense of the word word spiritual reality right being so like in the bible there's a few actual descriptions of angels one is in uh uh the second king 617 and then uh elijah prays he says oh lord open my eyes that he may see and the lord opened the eyes of his servant and he saw the mountainside was filled with fiery chariots and horses everywhere now in Zechariah 5, 9, he says, I raised my eyes and two women coming forth with wind under their wings. They had wings like the wings of a stork and they lifted baskets into the air. Okay, that's sounds pretty normal to what we're thinking, right? Mm -hmm. I can't help but Luke chapter 2. This is immediately what came to, came to my mind, verse 8. And in that region, there were shepherds out in the field. This is the, the scene nativity. that we always get at the nativity, right? 
keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And at this point, you know, reading it, I'm like, oh man, they must've been awestruck or the glory of God enveloped their experience out there in the, in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. But the very, very next verse, and they were filled with fear. But then the angel said to them, do not be afraid. Be not afraid. <laughs> Which is in the Bible like 800 times. Yeah. No, 365 there times. Is. One actually. for every day of the year. Yeah. yeah, I was speaking in dog dog time. <laughs> in dog days. Yeah, was, that was a quick that recovery. Was a cal- that was, calculation. I like that. I like yeah. that. Uh, so do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good news of a great joy which will come to all people. For to you is born this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. How awesome, man. And and the transitional experience, we think of the apostles in the boat and they're looking out (laughs) over Mm. the waters and they see just like, Ah. it's a ghost, it's a spirit, you know, and they're totally freaked out. But then when Jesus hops in the boat with them, that experience, yeah. think of the shepherds. After and what does he say? This. Be not afraid. <laughs> not, he's like, he let's, let's not be afraid of, of spiritual realities. Let's open ourselves up properly to the spirits of the archangels, to the angels, to the powers of our guardian angels. This is, this is such a beautiful heritage of faith that's entrusted to us scripturally, but also in the tradition of our faith. Yeah. So those are a couple of the more popular, popular or, mm. or calming mm-hmm. presentations of angels. But angels actually can be pretty terrifying too. <laughs> right. So in Daniel 10, Daniel describes an angel that he had multiple arms and legs, and they were made out of dazzling stones and polished metals. Just oh. like, oh. <laughs> bling, bling. <laughs> um, in Revelation 4, they describe the angels that surround the throne. And in the center and around the throne, there were four living creatures covered with eyes in front and in the back. The first creature resembled a lion, the second a calf, the third had a face like a human being, and the fourth like an eagle in flight. The four living creatures, each of them with six wings, were covered with eyes inside and out. Wow. That's a lot of eyeballs. It's a lot of eyeballs. (laughs) They see a lot of things. Right. So angels are not, they come in a lot of different forms and they are not, they don't look like Nicolas Cage. (laughs) (laughs) I hope not. I'm going to get to heaven and there's just going to be hundreds of thousands of Nick Cages. I'm going to be like, oh, It's going to be like the Con Man movie. (laughs) Con Air. It's going to be face off. Face off. (laughs) There's going to be angels and they're going to look like John Travolta or Nicolas Cage. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, Nicholas Cage was no. They both played angels in movies. Darn it! Now I'm all upset. Yeah. So Face Off and Nicholas Cage and John Travolta both played angels, and they were, both were in Face Off. There's yep. something to that. It's a conspiracy, or it's just a coincidence. Nothing's coincidence, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> so the angels, they are ordered, right? You guys know about the orders of the angels, correct? Yeah, yeah. Ark. Mm-hmm. So. There's traditionally, there's nine types of angels. There's angels, archangels, principalities, powers, virtues, uh, dominations, thrones, cherubim, and seraphim. Seraphim, Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Or dominions. So the first triad of angels, these are the lowest angels in the hierarchy. There's angels, 
archangels and principalities. And what they do is they concern themselves with the minute ordering of the universe and specific causes, including the welfare of people. Each human being, each church, and each country has a guardian angel. Did you know that each church has its own guardian angel? Mm-mm. Did you know that, Father? And on top of that, too, the priests in tradition have two, two. guardian angels. That's right. Oh, good for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You need it. He's like, I well, trust I, me, I do. Jeez. He's like, oh, I, I have a guardian angel. He's like, I two. I got two. And if you're, your, if you're in your parish, you've got three. Look at that. That's why yeah. I need a parish. I need yeah. another. I need another. You need three. I need three. That's just greedy. I'm sorry. When it comes to angels, I want as many. It's it's like saints, dude. I have so many patron saints and patronesses that I just turn to all the time because trust me, I need all uh, the help I can get. My saint medals necklace, I'm not wearing it right now. It's actually in my bag. It's like, there's like, 15 you know medals on there look like catholic mr t dude it's crazy. <laughs> i went to college with a I guy he, he literally had like 50 yeah around his neck he was this big red-headed guy he looked like a total beast you know <laughs> awesome. awesome so the second triad those are the powers the virtues and the dominations and they're known as the angels of creation because they concern themselves with the ordering of the universe and the plurality of causes the third triad, and this is the most powerful and the highest part of the hierarchy of angels, are the thrones, the cherubim, and the most powerful angels, the seraphim. And what they do is they concern themselves with contemplating the glory of God. The six-wing seraphim are the ones who sing the sanctus for all eternity. The holy, holy so, Lord God of hosts. So where does Michael fall into that? Archangel, right? Archangel. Not seraphim. No. Okay, gotcha. Now, so seraphim, can you imagine how fearful you'd be if you seen one of those? So, oh, dude, I'm I'm just I'm considered. digging through Revelation right now where we're just having this conversation and just how many angels are just scattered throughout Revelation and their activity and what they're doing and and what they're delivering and calling people to have a respective fear of God and announcing an eternal proclamation of the gospel. You know, it's it's this really, you know, the work. Busy of, place. Busy, yeah, these <laughs> angels are busy, busy. So if the seraphim are the highest order of the angels, that would mean that Satan was a seraphim. Really? That's, oh, wow. Yeah. And so he would have been the highest of the highest order of the angels. Wow. So Satan was a seraphim before the fall. Now, in the book of Revelations, <clears throat> says that, they saw one third of the stars wiped out of the sky. That's traditionally rated, related to the fall of yep, the angels. Yeah. That one third of all the angels rebelled against God. And uh, in the Catechism, number 392, it says, Scripture speaks of the sin of these angels. This fall consists of the free choice of these created spirits who radically and irrevocably rejected God and his reign. We find a reflection of that rebellion in the tempter's words to our first parents, you will be like God. The devil has sinned from the beginning. He is a liar and the father of lies. So, and it also goes on to say- He's a hater. Yeah, he is. Those angels cannot be redeemed. So it says, there is no repentance for these angels after their fall, just as there is no repentance for men after their death. So you can't pray for the redemptions of the fallen angels. They are, their fate is completely sealed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I mean, they don't live in space and time, and they're not no. the and object of salvation. And they've made that eternal choice, humanity. that decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, one more thing I want to talk about angels. Now, this is the the Nephilim. Now the, the Nephilim. The Nephilim. Yeah, yeah. Now, what, Nephilim. do you know what those are? The giants in the Old Testament. A half race. A We're half, not talking about the New York Giants. We're no. talking about the. This is a half Nephilim. breed, kind of. So, in the book of Genesis, chapter six, it says. Uh, Let me get to it here. The Nephilim appeared on the earth in those days, as well as later, after the sons of God had intercourse with the daughters of human beings who bore them sons. These were the heroes of old, the men of renown. So angels, in the days before the flood, came down to earth and were having, (laughs) they were knowing the women, the human women, biblically. Interesting. Yeah. And the, the offspring of these relationships were the giants and the heroes of prehistory. So like Nimrod and they were they were considered Nimrod. tall as <laughs> tall as cedars and they were the hunters and the the warriors and the ones who were basically like the legendary giants who were out just doing crazy things because they were half angel, half human beings. This is in the Bible. Mm. It's kind of weird. It's weird stuff. But it's all throughout. It's all throughout Greek mythology. It's all throughout. You know the Marvel uh, comic books. It's all throughout movies and everything. The with Giants it. Causeway. The gi- <laughs> well, no, and I think that it is just like the the Great Flood is throughout so many cultures. Oh, yeah. The fact that angels and humans made it, and there's giants is throughout so many cultures that there's something that there's something a common thread. There's there. com- there's something to that. Yeah, something to something. be said there. And, and you look through the history books and you see these great men of renown, like these great warriors, these great leaders, the, these people of just phenomenal. You know, I think of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., dude. Like yeah. how awesome is that guy? You know, John yeah. Paul II. You, but, these, you these back, are, no, but these are not the types of— they're not, these are not, I know, I know, no, no. But I'm just saying that, like, you know, rooted within the capacity among us, there's greatness among us, mm-hmm. you know, and— and people, you know, we cultures look to that type of greatness and relate a certain godliness to them. Yeah. So even even the saints for us reflect that type of glory of God because there's something supernatural about them. I think there should be a fascination about greatness. Yeah. What's so amazing about this order, <clears throat> and you, you know, I see it at the little bobbleheads. I feel like you know, I'm I'm given this sort of deposit here. The the order the the order of God and the angels, right? <clears throat> They're all so much more powerful than we are, but we're the object of God's love. And and angels were created in this order to share God's love with the the most hum, like the to serve most God. vulnerable, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you know, if you would, if you would, from a, a, a sense of power, and but yet. God gives us the capacity, the will and the intellect to understand it and take him into our lives to wield that power, right? To, to know him and to, you know, proclaim him, right? And God would set into motion these angels to be of some type of service. service. Yeah. That, that that service could benefit us. And then you look at, you look at this, these fallen angels and the power that they were given and, their their Rebellion. rejection of that because they are like we're 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 more glorious they are really more glorious creatures than we are if you think about it mm-hmm. the only thing that makes us 
more glorious is that we're the object of God's love. And through that order of power, we're to receive it. And so you can kind of see where, you know, the the fallen angels are just kind of like, you know, kind of like jealousy. It's just jealousies. It's kind they're of like, haters. Yeah, they're haters. Angels right. envy. They're angels haters envy. from the beginning. That's right. So that was the uh, Nephilim. Now, those are the the first generation of those who were interbred between angels and humans. And they created a, a race called the uh, Rephaim. And this was a known race of like, like a tribe, the Rephaim. The last of the purebreds of the Rephaim in the Bible is King Og. Great name. King Og. OG. King Og. I was going to name my son He's the OG. He's the OG, man. But he wasn't the OG. He was the last of last the OGs. Last. Yeah. He was Og the was LG. the last of the OG. That's an easy way to remember oh, yeah. it. He's the LG. LG. <laughs> so King Og, he was described as being um, like 13 feet tall. He was the last king of the Rephaim who lived on the east side of the Jordan before the conquest of Cana by the Israelites. And he was defeated in battle by Moses. Hmm. Now his forces, like, you know, the sure. Israelites and then the Rephaim, they fought a battle. Of, uh, it's in the book of Numbers. They fought a battle and Og was, you know, he fell in that battle. That's it. That's the last of you guys. Now, that was the last of the purebred Nephilim, was Og. Now, there was some descendants, and one of those would be, who else is really big in the Bible? Goliath. Goliath. Goliath was kind of like a, a puppy Nephilim. Mm -hmm. He wasn't a purebred Nephilim, according to tradition, but he was a descendant of a, maybe like a quarter angel, right? Yeah. That's why he was so big. Mm -hmm. Pretty weird stuff, That's huh? weird. Yeah. I'm going to put that in the weird category. <laughs> Keep Catholicism weird, man. <laughs> Do you have to believe that? Is that like a dogma or something? Or What's is that? That, <laughs> that there are like angels coming down and impregnating women? Yes, that's in the Bible. <laughs> yeah, but like there's there's also stories in the Bible that are not meant to be. So shall we read? Yeah, there's there's four. I mean, like even Adam and Eve is not, is not meant to to be literal in a sense where. Well, it's know, true it's in the literal sense. It's true in the allegorical sense, yeah, allegorical anagogical sense. sense. Yes. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's senses of mm -hmm. and how we are to read Bible. it. We right. should engage on all levels from all of them, literal to allegorical yeah. to metaphorical. Yeah, I think to I think to today's modern sensibilities, the idea that angels bred with human women and created a race of giants is like, no, come on, dude. But, but I don't know. I kind of believe this one. Yeah. I kind of believe this as a historical truth and. Uh, you know, an allegorical truth. This one, I actually do believe. I think it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. Things are weird, like, man. Like, I, I find it hard to believe that angels, because they're, if they're spiritual beings, then that means they can't Haven't exist. Haven't you ever seen City of Angels, man? No. Like Nicolas Cage, he like falls and he goes and marries I've Meg seen Ryan. them all with Michael Landon. But I, I also, <laughs> I look at, I look at our current world and I look around and I've, I've just been so privileged to be able to travel so many different countries. Certainly the podcast is reaching a lot more countries than I'll probably ever be able to mm -hmm. visit personally. Zimbabwe. But there's so many, no, I'd love to go to Zimbabwe. Palau, no way, Palau? Yeah. My boy's in Palau. It's probably him. It probably is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Josh, if you're listening in, man, I love you, bro. Um, but no, you know, like I, I think of the races and how beautiful different, all the different races of the world are. 
and what they bring to the table culturally and their yeah. legends and their practices yeah. and their rituals and the yeah. and and their whole sense and the mystery of life and it, there's so much difference but the complementarity of it and, and how things have evolved over the countless millennia you know that is unrecorded and and the the stuff sure. that is you know there's a lot that is um that is mysterious about our various races and, yeah. and uh, backgrounds. And it's something altogether it's cool. fascinating. Yeah. It's fascinating. And you don't want to limit it. You don't no. want to limit, you don't want to limit how God uniquely fashioned a people or a nation yeah. or, you know, what a nation had to endure or suffer. And, you know, learning that is one of the greatest, most enriching things that you could ever do. And the greatest education is travel because you enter into another another group of people's lives and you learn what they've suffered. You learn yeah. what they learn, what they what they've truly been impacted by. I, I love that. Yeah. I, I'm thinking of like, yeah. And, and, and again, reading stories in the Bible, you know, yeah. you have, I, I believe in Adam and Eve, our first parents. Like, I believe that, right. I mean, there's just so much about it that rings true with how God would create and, and there would be this original sin. Right. And then, you, but, but you look at like historically, like, you know, the anthropology of humanity and the existence of people in you know, the North America and I'm thinking the Mesopotamia of the Americas yeah. and Mexico. Yeah. Right. And, and you're like, okay, well, you know, That's so Adam and Eve didn't have Cain and Abel, didn't have, and then somebody just wandered off with a woman and then started North America, you know? Like, yeah. It's a mystery. It is a mystery. Right? It's not like, you know, it's not like, well, there's Adam and then there are these people that just kind of, you know, they got yeah. on some boat and just head over there and just started a whole nother. And that's yeah. why we have the Bible. You know, so so many brothers and sisters get caught up in in sola scriptura in the right. sense that, okay, it needs to say exactly this. Right. Right. And then I'm going to be able to believe this. And it's yeah. only a literal reading. And then there's others on the opposite side who say, well, if this is true and then this happened, then how can it be, re you know, reconciled? The, the funny yeah. thing about sola scriptura is that it's self-contradicting that it never actually says that in scripture. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, that's a great point. Which is why I'm holding, yeah. going back to this angel, you know, yeah, that, that whole thing. Like, I'm just like, I don't know. But and it's a, it's a living word that's <laughs> that's that is active among us, breathing among us that ruach Elohim, that that breath of God that's that's giving us this sense of more in front yeah. of us. So yeah. it's it's we aren't exhausting the universal truth that's before us. We're just God's little bobbleheads, man. Dude, like look up into the stars, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're like worse than bobbleheads. The bobble universe heads. is insane. The universe is before us. I'm ready to be a part of that voyage with Bishop Noonan and go to the moon, yeah. bro, and be a, a missionary on Slow the moon. Slow down, Rich. I'm ready, Slow man. down, I'm ready Father. right now. Put me in a rocket, man. <laughs> Fly me to the moon. I, don't, I just want to do it. <laughs> No, man. Yeah, the universe oh, it's itself out is there, a mystery. Dude. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's God yeah. is so good, man. It's cray. And he wants us to explore, explore the world, man. Yeah. Explore the differences. And and I just absolutely love it. Yeah. Los Angeles. That's it. That's well, this it. was a great episode, man. Yeah, I like it. I really enjoyed it. Hope you guys enjoyed it too. And be conscious of your guardian angel. Mm -hmm. Give your guardian angel a little bit of love tonight. And uh and really Express to God that you want to continue to grow in your sensitivity of angelic powers. Learn about them, employ them in your own spiritual life. And remember, St. Michael's got your back at the hour of death. So keep that in mind too. 
And uh, we thank you so much for joining us from whatever country you're joining us from and yeah, whatever time, yeah, whatever home. And for those 35 countries that have not joined us. <laughs> what are you doing? Come on, man. Get with it. From the surrounding yes. countries. Why don't you put a little pressure yeah. on those other countries? Come on, lean, lean on your brother. Lean on your brother. <laughs> let's, uh, let's spread some of this love, guys. God bless you. 